Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. Once again, it's Jeremy Kalmanovsky, and today we are studying Daf Zion, or page 7 in Tractate Shabbat, continuing our study of the laws of carrying. We said that there were four major uh, rishuyot, designations of public and private space, fully private space, somebody's own home that the world cannot walk into. Rishut HaRabim, the large public sphere, which anybody can walk through, uh, just like walking down the street of a major city, although we discussed the idea among the rabbis, uh, among rabbinic tradition, that the classic Rishut HaRabim existed only in biblical times or ancient times and not since then. But the simple way of understanding the text is we just mean a large public square or a large public thoroughfare. We said that there's a very small space, it's not very relevant for our discussion, it's called Mekom Patur. But then we said there was this thing called Carmelite. Uh, Carmelite is a term which is of uncertain derivation. Rashi, the 11th century commentator, says most plausibly that the word appears to mean something like forest. There are a couple of other interpretations, and Maimonides suggests that it's a word that means kind of neither this nor that, it's Carmelite, like a widow. She's not, not a married woman, she's not an unmarried woman, she's sort of neither this nor that. And Carmelite does fulfill that function. It is not like Rishut HaYachid, it's not a private space, but it's neither a fully public space that everybody can walk through. Um, our page here on 7 is going to be devoted to describing uh, what the Carmelite is and some of its ramifications, and one other topic which I'll discuss in a minute. Um, borrowing from page 6 and carrying it to this page now, Carmelite includes things like the, uh, the sea, or a field, or something like that. And then our, mish, our text from uh, yesterday used the word Carmelite both as a general term for this rabbinic area, rabbinically uh, area in which it is rabbinically prohibited to carry, and used that as a specific kind of such area, uh, applying the term Carmelite to this particular manifestation, where it means like a nook um, that is sort of recessed in the otherwise public space. And the rule about a Carmelite is, in practice, um, it's something like Rashid HaRabim. You are not allowed to move from private space to the Carmelite, nor from Carmelite to the private space, neither from public space to the Carmelite, nor, once again, from Carmelite back into the Rashid HaRabim. Uh, and that is upon rabbinic, uh, rabbinic legislation. One particular kind of Carmelite, which, whose laws are quite complicated, is called a Karpef, which is like an open field, but is ringed by uh, partitions. So it looks like it ought to be a Rishut HaYachid. It's got the requisitely uh, tall uh, partitions around it, and it contains enough space in the middle. It's more than four square tefachim, so it looks like it should be Rishut HaYachid. But if it is not residential use, then that is also treated like a Carmelite. And the rabbis say that there are, um, in our page here, they say that there are some leniences associated with the Carmelite. One lenience is that there has to be a minimum space, and in this respect it is like Rashut HaYachid. There has to be 
for square tefachim, for it to be considered a Carmelite. And the second is that it extends only 10 tefachim from the ground, that is to say the airspace for both Rishut Harabim and Carmelite uh, are considered Makom Pator, in which case there is not an applicable prohibition against carrying. Now in the Talmud, in another tractate, in Tractate Sukkah, it describes the metaphysical speculation upon the divine chariot and divine palace as a great thing. And Havayot de Abaye Verava, the arguments between Abaye and Rava as a small matter. Now this is a controversial thing in the Talmud because the Havayot de Abaye Verava, the arguments between these two most famous sages of, I, I guess, probably 4th century Babylonia, uh, that's the that's the substance of of the Talmud. How the arguments between Abai and Rava. These are the seemingly small points that these two engage in dialectics about. Um, and anyway, you can imagine that uh, that very conventional Tal Talmudic authorities are are a little a little embarrassed by the Talmud saying that it's not such a big deal that the the, the, the arguments that those two have. Well, on our page today we have exactly that kind of Havayota Abayeva Rava. The two of them argue about whether or not the crevices that are near Rishut HaRabim, like imagine a large Rishut HaRabim, and, and there's a little nook inside one of the walls in which the broken wall, somebody might be able to stick something inside that wall. They might be able to put their shopping bag inside that wall to get it out of the way for a minute. Does that count as Rishut HaRabim or not? It may not be the kind of thing that... Uh, that the typical person worries about too much today, but it's something that the Talmud spends some time about. And they bring up the kind of things that are characteristic of Talmudic argumentation. Let's say you have a real, real small house, and it's not ten tefachim tall. Uh, it's the kind of house that somebody has to crawl inside to get into. But with the roof, it is ten tefachim tall. Does the roof count? Or perhaps you have to dig a little hole into the floor to make to extend the uh, the space within. Does that count as ten tefachim? And we have a havaya da We have a fight between the two of them, and like almost all the fights, uh, Rava always wins. That's a convention of Talmudic decision making. Rava wins in almost all cases except six in which they go with a baye, and this is the one of them that he wins. So if you have a rishut harabim, you have a big public space. And there's a little notch in which you might uh, carry your object. Then, as a rule of law, it is not like Rashut Harabim. It's uh, probably like a Carmelite if it is big enough. It is if it is four four square tefachim, and if it's not, then it is makom patur. Thanks for learning with me today, and I look forward to speaking with you um, tomorrow as well. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.